You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. 27 and 8. They're on the turn now with 200 metres left to run. Turn it up leads the way. Margin 5 metres. Big wheels trying hard. Cardles from heaven still there. The inside. Will the wizard deeper? Then Tommy Lincoln, Cruz, Bramac. Turn it up's going boldly out in front. He's home the favourite. Turn it up all the way. Turn it up from a very brave big wheels. Third over the line. We know he's one of the best open company horses in the state and he runs today but he's not the favourite. No, well not yet. It's just got a strangle hold these two very good horses. Uncle Shank, this is the last at Albion Park today. Uncle Shank, 2.10, turn it up 2.20, and then a gap to the rest. $12 about Northview Hustler. So Chris Barsby joins us. And what's your feeling? Which one's actually going to start favourite? The Shank or turn it up, Chris? Well, I'm surprised, Steve. Good morning to you, firstly. Good morning, everyone. I'm surprised turn it up isn't a favourite. Uh, so that, that's a bit of a shock that Uncle Shank goes up as the fancy. I can understand why, given that he's got that front row draw advantage in comparison to turn it up, and it is a short course race, so there's every chance that he'll find the fence and he can run fast time. But I just thought the body of work to turn it up is a little superior to Uncle Shank, so therefore I had him as the favourite. So it's going to be a good contest, this one. It'll be interesting to see which way Darren Clayton went between turn it up and Uncle Shank. That's a terrific race, and it's prime time, isn't it, too, this afternoon, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. Last race coming through at 5.25, Steve. So it's a really good race. It's, I think it's a really good card overall. As we know, this is our Metro meeting this week. Tomorrow's a country-class race here at Albion Park on Christmas Eve, but today is the Metro meeting, so therefore we've got good quality racing right throughout the program. But without doubt, the highlight race is that final race, the free-for-all. All right. So you could potentially win the bet, Chris, uh, given it's a, a country grade. But we were talking earlier in the week about tomorrow's harness meeting, first couple on Sky 2 and then the latter part of the program on Sky 1. But it's run at a very good time when there's a huge amount of punning action. I think the first about 3.30 and the last, Chris, um, was it around 8 o'clock? Um, yeah, just after 8 o'clock yeah. tomorrow night, Steve. But the other thing to keep in mind, although tomorrow night is a country-class meeting, uh, you know, there's not a great deal to do on Christmas Eve. So, as you said, it's prime time. It's uh, at the, the right time of the day as well, the, the late afternoon, early evening. So I think it's going to be very interesting to weigh up today against tomorrow as far as the turnover is mm. concerned. I'll still go with Saturday. I wonder what Darren Clayton thinks. Good morning, Darren. Yeah, morning, Steve. Morning, Chris. What do yeah, you think? it'll be... A, It'll be a great um, uh, analysis and comparison of how that goes up. The other thing being that um, there's only three harness meetings tomorrow night. There's Albion Park, Newcastle and, and Globe Derby. So uh, a bit less on the on the calendar as well in terms of harness action. So um, not sure how many dog meetings there are, but that'll be a, g a good analysis. So what are you thinking? Better Saturday or...? I, I think it will be. I... I I think it'll be even to other Saturday cards. I don't think the the racing level will detract from the turnover. But yeah, I think I think today's card um, it'll be really good to see how it performs um, with the quality being a Friday afternoon. So I, I think overall today will be better. But um, you, you line those cards up, it'll be good to see. 
Well, let's go through this program today. We'll, we'll start with the, uh, the final race, race 10. Steve and I were just talking about it. Uncle Shank is currently the favourite. Overturn it up. Which way did you go as far as favouritism and which way do you think it will go come jump time? I, I was surprised that uh, Uncle Shank's gone up the favourite. Like you sort of mentioned, Chris, I, I can see why. He's off the front line, so uh, he does have that good early speed. But what we need to factor in here is um, he doesn't have a win in, in open company as yet does Uncle Shank. Like he's, he's just sort of graduated his way there at the moment. And he, he comes into gate six, but there's still... Plenty of early speed to his inside. Escalera gets out well. Tommy Lincoln gets out really well, as does Rock Bottom. But, um, you know, if he does work to the front, he's going to have to cut a big mile out in front, turn it up. We know, um, you know, his season has been super. He's 16 of his 17 runs this season. He's been in the money, like we mentioned, on uh, Wednesday night. And that miss in the, in the Redcliffe Cup from a standing start where he was fourth. I've, I'm firmly in the favour of uh, turn it up in this race because I think if the tempo's right, he gets in the right position and he's got that closing point-to-point -point speed when he's saved. It's just, he's brutal. Well, his last start run chasing home his stablemate, Mac Da Vinci, in the, uh, the Lord Mayor's Cup was just stunning. You, you talk about that point-to-point -point speed, it was clearly obvious that night because... Uh, he, he ran the best closing split of that race. I think it was around 26-3, his own individual split. So you can't really much go any faster than that. No, that's right. And, um, you know, he, we know he's got uh, electric off the arm. He won't get to use that here. But um, I think he just gets the right trail here. And like I said, Uncle Shank's not going to just be hand at the front he's going to have to earn it the speed to his inside and um you know where he positions early he's, you know he's he really does have to go forward they can't go back and expect them to to um get over the top of them so you know he's his only run he went in the be good johnny sprint that was a good run from uh, uncle shanky closed out ladies closing splits were good um couldn't get to blacks of dance on that occasion beaten three meters from the second line so his only other run uh he's well he's run last week in the lord mayor's cup 2100 not really his his go and um he was beaten 10 meters on that occasion so but turn it up we know how good he is and i think uh, i think today he adds another victory to those uh, i think he's had seven this season seven and and nine minor placings i think it may, he makes it eight and nine for the season okay so you're with race 10 number 10 turn it up uh that's for the free for all last race on the program What's your best bet on the card today? Yeah, I thought I could book in the card today, Chris. So the best I thought was in race one. Horse number one, Surface. Nothing has been going his favour of late. Um, he got absolutely um, put out of business early on last time. Didn't even really make it past the 300 metre race. It was a big scrimmage and he copped the, he copped the backwash of that. Two starts back. Uh, he was he was pretty good to the line behind midnight midnight calm. Uh, he gets all the favours here. He hasn't had a decent alley for a long time. I thought this was his perfect opportunity to get another victory. Race one number one, Surf Ace. Okay, currently two seventy with Tad. You're you're happy with those odds? Yeah, it's probably a little bit shorter than, than what I thought, but um, the fact that he's got gate one, um, the fact that, uh, like I said, just last start, no luck whatsoever, and um, Graham Dwyer-Stable, he's trying to get to that 100, and, and he goes one closer by getting it today, I think, with Surface. 
Okay, so race one, number one, your best bet. I want to focus on the quaddy today because I think it's fairly open. There's several chances in each leg, and I think this opening leg's a really good race today. A couple of nice horses here. Uh, currently, the favourite is Alta Revelry. Uh, how do you see this first leg going? Uh, you know, this race over the mile, there's speed in, off the front row, and there's a couple of handy ones off the second row. So how does race five play out? Yeah, well, I agree with your sentiments there, Chris. It's a really open quaddy. These um, these NR70 series that the uh, Racing Queensland have put on, they've been super. They're great racing. There's heats um, across multiple venues into a big final sort of regularly, and, and this one's no exception. It's a, it's a bottler. I'm giving Midnight Calm uh, the benefit of the doubt for his run last week. He did plenty of work, but uh, I was a little bit concerned with how, how quickly he folded up, but... Prior to that, his form was super. Um, four wins in a row. He's going really good. I think he can uh, bounce back today. So I've got him on top. Elder Revelry, probably best saved uh, in for one run. And from gate one, just, uh, it probably just depends a little bit if he kicks up to let Midnight Calm be the one to go to the front. Um, if Midnight Calm is that one, well, then Elder Revelry gets every chance. And Amato... Um, he was the winner of one of the heats. He's going really well, so he'll be locked away. Bangkok DJ, um, his efforts have been really good since he resumed from a spell. No luck in that heat, but he really closed out strongly. So I'm going one, five, six, and eight in that opening leg. The second leg, race number six, I've got Heston Zoolander on top. His past two runs have been super. A huge win over the sprint trip at Redcliffe in really fast time where he cut it all himself out in front. Um, just did all the work there and was able to stop the clock in a really quick time, 1.54 and change. Then last week, uh, he did all the work in the Members' Cup and didn't wasn't too far away. I think he gets to the front. right mighty hard to beat. The danger there is Brigadier's son. He's been really good. Uh, just hasn't got a, a win yet in Queensland, but he hasn't been too far away. Off the arm, I don't think there'd be many horses that are much quicker than him off the arm, but uh, just not sure where he positions early, so... Two and six in that second leg. The th third leg, race seven. Um, even though Targaryen's come up pretty short there, um, and I do have it on top, just a little bit concerned about his really uh, his early speed. I don't think he's super quick off the arm. I think he takes a little bit of time to warm up. So be interesting to see how they drive him here, where they really try to, to force the issue and hold the front over the 2100, or whether they're happy to, to take a trail. Um, Letizia, he's two from two since he's joined Donnie Smith's stable. He's going to be right there in the action, as will number eight, much better. So if Targaryen looks for an all-the-way effort, much better comes right into calculations. He loves the fence trip, does much better, so he's going to be right there. So we'll go one, two, and eight in the third leg. The final leg, uh, which is uh, race eight, again, like you said, a really tough one, I thought. I've got five, it's Mr Clooney on top. I think he gets to the front here. He was he was big in victory a couple of runs back at the 2100. He backs up from Tuesday, just didn't get a run there on Tuesday, was locked away. Definitely throwing number seven, Cardles from Heaven, even though he's on a bit of a freshen. Uh, this guy drops back to Veterans Company. Last start, um, last two runs have been in the Beagle Johnny and the Queensland Cup, and he's pretty versatile. And throwing number one, Ahoka Jimmy, he gets all the favours from the gate. It's Mr Clooney leads. A Hoka Jimmy gets the perfect trail. He likes that. And he was a winner of that race on Tuesday. So one, five and seven in that closing leg.
Okay, so your numbers for the quaddy today at Albion Park. First leg, one five six eight into two and six into one two eight, and then we bring it home that final leg with numbers one five and seven. Your best bet though is race one, number one, surf eight. So we get it nice and early, and then we can play it up in the uh, the quaddy a little bit later. Yeah, that's certainly right, and. Uh... We struck with the quaddy on Wednesday night, Chris. I think at uh, $1,100 for the quaddy at Redcliffe on Wednesday night. So um, hopefully we can get something similar again today. I hope so. Darren, Chris and I and Shannon Price yesterday, really interesting interview with Shannon. She elaborated on, on Norwell and a few other things, and including this pacer, this young pacer we get to see debut next week. And what did you make of that trial? Uh, um, the same sire, of course, as, as Captain Ravishing. Yeah, it it was a great trial, Chris. Uh, sorry, Steve. He um, he sat four back, and, and when he was asked to go, he he did it sort of pretty effortlessly. And the fact that uh, sometimes we get a little bit caught up in trials, but I think what you got to take out of that is the fact that he's unraced, and and he put away some um, some very nice horses that are experienced and got plenty of race craft, and and he did it easy as you like. So I think that's the most pleasing aspect in the fact that um, not only that, it, it was in pretty good time, 56 and change overall for the mile. So his last 600 would have been pretty strong, only pulled out, well, got a, a, a track into the race from the 400, but then when he really let down. So, um, yeah, expecting big things of this guy when we see him at the track. So... Hopefully he lives up to a bit of the hype and, and goes on with the job. Sure thing, Captain, we're talking about. And I, I thought when Shannon spoke to Chris, the interesting comment was Adam Sanderson. It went away, said, do not start this horse until I'm able to drive it because she thought about Chris running it on the weekend. Yeah, Saturday week, I think she was looking at a, a race for him. That race didn't get off the ground next Tuesday either. Oh, didn't it? Uh. No. So um, we've just got to sit and wait a little bit longer before we get to see him. So she may be forced to start him in that race now on uh, Saturday. We're given that the other race on Tuesday didn't didn't get off the ground. So we'll wait and see. Darren, news came through during the week from RQ, uh, our biggest event here in Queensland, the Blacks are fake. Our only grand circuit event in the state has uh, received an upgrade as far as prize money is concerned. So it now stands at $400,000, the Sunshine Sprint. It now goes to $200,000. And the Queensland Trotters Cup now goes to $100,000. And as a result of that, that's now part of the Trotting Masters Series for 2023. Furthermore, HRA have come out and announced major changes for the Grand Circuit. So it's basically Australia only now. So... Uh, those New Zealand features, races like the New Zealand Cup, Auckland Cup for the Pacers, and then the Road Cup, Dominion for the Trotters, they're no longer part of the Grand Circuit. So great news for Queensland with those prize money increases. And I'm hearing there's going to be further announcements to come, probably, uh, probably by February next year. So that's not all that far away, given that we're at the end of December now. But uh, interesting, though, with the Grand Circuit, there's going to be some pretty major changes uh, next year. Yeah, I think it, uh, there's a few things there that have needed a bit of attention and, and a bit of a shake-up. It's probably a little bit disappointing, I think, that uh, we've gone Australia only with that. I, I can understand why. I guess the other the fact of the matter in that is is that um, very few horses from, Queen, uh, for, from Australia have gone to New Zealand in recent years, um, you know, uh, one or two each year, and vice versa, 
but that's probably an effect of the COVID years. So, um, you know, it's needed a bit of a shake-up. Hopefully it, it, it's in the right direction and we can get the Grand Circuit because um, in previous years where it had plenty of value and had some prestige, there was... Um, you know, it was a it was a top gong to receive, and, and while it still is a top gong, it's just it has lost its luster in recent seasons. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. So uh, we'll watch with interest there for the Grand Circuit. But uh, looking forward to some further announcements coming through early in the new year from Racing Queensland, as far as harness racing is concerned. I, I put you to task earlier in the week as well, Darren, about homework and about how it stands this year for 2022 with a number of our licensees, in particular with the drivers. And the way I see it right now, this is probably the most uh, as far as drivers in the state is concerned that have notched centuries. So have you completed your homework for the week? Yeah, I've completed it, Chris. Um, so Matt Nielsen uh, is the latest to reach uh, triple figures. He got to the 100 uh, in the last couple of days. Chloe Butler is pretty close to getting there and... Uh, uh, she should get it by by the end of Tuesday, I thought. With you, you look at her drives between today, tomorrow, and uh, Tuesday, she should definitely get there, barring incident. Um, so that would take it to 11 Queensland drivers to have reached the century in the season. Previous best uh, has been the 1920 season, which was an extended season, so probably a bit of an anomaly there. The 2018-2019 season was eight, so... Um, Queensland looks set to have 11 drivers make it through to 100 win seasons. Now, uh, you look across the board, in the past 11 seasons across every state, um, if Chloe can keep up her end of the bargain and get that 100 to make it 11, that would make Queensland uh, the only state to have uh, greater than 10 drivers with a century performing season in the last 10 seasons. Victoria. Can I throw this at you? Yeah. Grant Dixon. He's got 100 wins for the season already, but a few of those have come south of the border. He had a Tamworth victory, he's had Menangle victories, he's had Melton victories. So there's every chance that he's going to bring up a Queensland century as well before the end of next week, surely. Yeah, well, exactly, especially the way his stable is performing at the moment. So throw him in the mix, and uh, that takes us to 12. So we get to the dozen, so um, that'll be two more. And um, also mentioning Grant, he bought up 3,000 training wins during the week as well. So that that's a huge effort considering probably 99.9% .9 of those have been in the last 10 seasons since he took over from his father running the, the stable there. So um, I think he might have had one or two, or, you know, just a handful, not many, um, before he took over and became the, the trainer of the Dixon uh, sort of empire. And, um, yeah, 3,000 wins in basically a 10-year period. That's, that's a mighty effort. Yeah, it, it, it's quite remarkable when you consider earlier this year he brought up 5,000 driving victories and then the same year he brings up 3,000 training victories. They're, they're massive numbers. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, if anything, they, he's, they've scaled their team back somewhat, but, um, you know, the results are still there. And like we, this, uh, you know, the state title for the training premiership, um, he's really up the ante here to... to put forward his case again he's jumped into outright second now we spoke on Wednesday he was equal with Chantel 
He's now to 149, so he's on the on the cusp of a 150 in the in the season. So um, he's only five behind Jack Butler now. So um, this is getting really tight with only I think seven meetings left now. Yeah, and just going back to the drivers, so there's every chance that we'll have the dozen that uh, bring up century seasons. Of that dozen, five of those drivers are concession drivers, junior drivers. So that's that's a huge effort. Uh, by the youngsters, so Angus Gerrard, Talia McMullen, Leonard Kane, and Chloe Butler. So how many is that? One, two, three. Well, that'll be four drivers, my apologies, not five. So four of the 12 drivers are going to be junior concession drivers. So the other eight are all senior drivers. And just going back to Matt Nielsen, he brought up the century on Wednesday night when East Bro Tex was able to score. When you really break it down for Matt this year, 2022, um, Extraordinary effort by Matt. Uh, he's just blessed with so much natural skill as far as driving is concerned. And I think this will be a, a season that he can look back on fondly. No headline acts, no no risk about that. He hasn't had a great deal of power. But to bring up 100 wins this year, uh, I think uh, he deserves special recognition. It's been a, a heck of an effort by Matt. And he's had his troubles, there's no doubt about it. But uh, this has been a real bounce-back year for him. Yeah, it sure has. Like you said, he hasn't really had a had a um, you know a standout performer that he's been able to sit behind week in week out. And um, if anything, he's he's had to rebuild his career. Like you said, he's he's had those troubles along the way where he was out of the sport for a few years. And um, you know, he's he's done the rebuilding and he's he's done the yards. He's you know when he first came back, he was out at Marburg, he was at Redcliffe, he was at the Sunday meetings. You know, he's really rebuilt himself. So it's a it's a good reward for the effort as he as he tries to uh, you know get his way back in into that top top echelon. And let's not forget, he was a uh, um, he's a previous state premiership winner, and he's you know he's had a couple of seasons previously where he's had two hundred winners in the season. So like you say extremely naturally gifted when he drives um, and this might just be the the leg up that he gets to to continue on with that career yeah first driver to bring up 200 wins in a season uh, in a season as a queenslander uh, i think he was the first driver to do that you can double check that one but i'm pretty sure he was the first queensland driver to drive a, a double ton in a season I think that was back in the early 2000s and he had a hot run. I'm not sure whether it was the same season, but pretty sure that was the same year he drove Wahakan Lass, the filly, to win the Queensland Derby. Yeah, and I think she's still the only filly to win a Queensland Derby. Yeah, so he's done well there. And just going back those last 10 years, like I mentioned with the drivers, so we get to 12 with Grant getting the, the local 100 up. The only other state that's had uh, 10 drivers... Uh, New South Wales did it in that extended season, so let's uh, probably doesn't there. And Victoria's done it on three occasions: the 2021 season, and the 16-17 and 15-16 seasons. But at this stage, it doesn't look likely that any other state in the country will have uh, 10 individual century seasons by their drivers. Victoria likely to get to nine. Kate Gath sitting on 99 at the moment, and uh, mm -hmm. Victoria on eight. Okay, well, Queensland drivers can take a bow. They've uh, they've performed exceptionally well, no question about that. Hey, Steve, this will uh, interest mm. you. Uh, speaking of the Grand Vixen stable, I'm led to believe who's the who's the hype horse in New Zealand harness racing right now. Who's a horse that mm. I've been waxing lyrical about all year? The Big A, Akuta. Yep. Well, I can inform our listeners this morning that his half brother, a Rhoda, A R O D A. 
has joined the Grand so Butchery Stables. He's a four-year-old. Uh, he's a two-year-old. He's only had the four starts. He's still a maiden, but he's recently been purchased from New Zealand. Uh, he now joins the stables of Grand Dixon. I'm led to believe that Greg Mitchell, who's part of the Albion Park Harness Racing Club, he's the, uh, the vice chairman here, has made the purchase. So a rotor, the half-brother to Akuta, the younger half-brother, has joined the Dixon stable. So that only adds to the firepower, the young firepower that the Dixon stable has currently because we know he's got Leap to Fame, the standout. He's still got Tim's a trooper. Uh, and just with the young horses this season, Bold Medley Jujon looks really exciting. Cheerleader the Philly looks really exciting. Free Thinker looks more than handy. And now he's got a rotor. So we'll watch with interest to see uh, where and what he's going to target with him. But uh, he's got good ability. There's no question about it. And there's a really nice trotter from Victoria that's set to find her way to Queensland next week, I'm led to believe. She's a high-quality trotter, a mare, and I'm sure they're going to be looking at the Inter-Dominion Trotting Championship as the long-term target. I'm led to believe she's set to join the stables of Jack Butler. And uh, this is a, a mare that's uh, built a really strong record. Her name is Adele. So uh, after the singer, obviously, and uh, she's going to be finding her way to Queensland. So... The Inter-Dominion next year for the Trotters is going to be her long-term target. So there's a, a few horses, down that we can keep an eye out for. Yeah, certainly. So um, we we gain the, the half-brother to Akuta, and uh, just as the, the half-sister, Lady Ivana, bows out. She bowed out um, last week. She was in. She's in foal and bowed out a winner. So uh, one out, one in. Yeah, exactly right. Sounds exactly like an American right. race call. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, also tonight, don't forget uh, for those that like harness racing, uh, many might be starting to take their breaks now. Massive night coming through at Melton tonight. Twelve races. It's Vic Fred Super Series semi-final action tonight. I mentioned uh, Steve earlier in the week. I think there's 37 horses for Emma Stewart that are set to contest these races. So uh, it's going to be a, a good quality card of racing. And we've got that excellent card from Perth tonight as well. Magnificent Storm lines up in the free-for-all and he's looking to overcome a second-row draw. So if you want to put the feet up tonight and watch some high-quality harness racing action, do it late this afternoon. You'll catch that free-for-all the last here and then uh, all the action from Melton and Gloucester Park as well. Excellent. Thank That's you. That's me this morning, Steve. Excellent. Thank you, Darren. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Steve. For Thanks, calling Chris. Today. And, yeah. Merry Christmas to our all.